Hi, everybody. I'm Jaden Doye, and I'm delighted that you've joined me for this episode of the Long Quarter Podcast. I'm known as the Traveling CPA, and I've dedicated my professional life to helping firm owners reach new heights and catch more flights. I believe that you don't have to be tied to a desk seven days a week to have a profitable firm. That's why I'm here, bringing ideas and information that can help you create a first-class firm that pays you the salary you deserve and provides you with the lifestyle you desire. So today I want to talk specifically about key performance indicators. In business, key performance indicators are essential for measuring progress and determining whether or not you're meeting your goals. For law firms specifically, common KPIs include billable hours, new client acquisitions, and cases won. Additionally, KPIs can help law firms to set realistic goals and benchmark their progress over time. Ultimately, using KPIs is one of the best ways to ensure that your law firm is operating at the highest level of efficiency. Law firms are under constant pressure to perform. They need to maintain a high standard of legal services while also ensuring that they're profitable. Like any other business, law firms can use KPIs to assess and improve their overall performance. While client satisfaction is obviously important, it can be difficult to accurately measure. This is because law firms often have a wide range of clients with different needs and expectations. As such, what one client considers to be satisfactory may not be the same as other client expectations. Additionally, law firms typically have long-term relationships with their clients, so measuring client satisfaction can be a challenge. Despite these difficulties, law firms must still strive to provide the best possible service to their clients and use surveys to document their satisfaction rates. It is also important to always look for ways to improve and measure the success of your marketing efforts. One important metric is the number of new inquiries generated by marketing activities. This can be tracked by keeping tabs on the number of new phone calls, emails, and online form submissions received each month. Another important KPI is the number of new clients acquired as a result of marketing activity. This could be tracked by monitoring the number of percentage of inquiries that ultimately result in paying clients. Finally, law firms should track the return on investment of their marketing spend by calculating how much revenue is generated for every dollar that's invested in marketing. I recommend law firms use a KPI tracking spreadsheet in order to keep track of their marketing efforts. In addition to marketing KPIs, 
there are some financial KPIs that can help law firms keep track of their progress in a number of different areas. These areas include revenue growth, cost containment, and profitability. By monitoring these KPIs on a regular basis, law firms can identify and address problems early on before they have a chance to impact their bottom line. In today's competitive legal market, any advantage that law firms can gain from tracking their financial KPIs can be the difference between success and failure. Hey, it's Jaden here, taking a quick break. Thanks for listening this far. I just wanted to let you know about the Law Firm Growth Toolkit I've put together. You can actually download it now at www.lawandquarter.com. This toolkit will provide you with the resources needed to start making strides towards creating the firm of your dreams. Two other KPIs that law firms should be aware of is churn rate of employees and churn rate of clients. Some law firms have normalized the idea of a client only working with them for a short period of time and then moving on. For example, let's say you're a family law attorney. Once you do the divorce for a client, they may not need you for another five years. Hopefully, in their mind, they won't ever need you again, but realistically, things happen. But what you should be aware of is always making sure for every client that you lose because you have closed the case, that you are also bringing on new clients to supplement the income that you will no longer get from the client that you're offboarding. In addition to keeping up your client count, you want to make sure that you are not constantly losing employees. If employees quit every 90 days, that may be an indicator that there needs to be an improvement on the environment that you are creating for your firm. Why is it that people are quitting? Realistically, when they give you their two-week notice, they will most likely give you a blanket response such as, I am seeking opportunities elsewhere. What they won't tell you is that there's low project management, low company morale. It's not fun to work here. I don't feel valued. Those things are very difficult to get out of someone that's leaving. So you want to make sure that often, maybe at least four times a year, you have your employees complete a survey that is anonymous so that they can give their true feelings on what it feels like to work with you, thus reducing your employee turnover rate. When you have an employee that quits and then you have to hire a new person, 
there is a level of cost that comes along with that learning curve. There's an extra cost that comes along with that person having to learn your systems, processes, procedures, softwares, things of that nature. So it's in your best interest to be able to keep employees for the long haul. Thanks so much for listening to the Law and Quarter podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit our website at www.lawandquarter.com for more show notes and additional episodes. If you have time, subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing the show. That will help other people find us. Again, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time on the Law and Quarter podcast.